What's up, beautiful people? I'm Nathaniel Pearl. And I'm Sam Sheva. And welcome to Curious Chimps Podcast, a show where we explore the infinite complexities of the human experience. We do not endorse anything illegal. So please, consult the doctors, do your research, and for the love of all that is holy, be safe. All right, let's talk about drugs. Curious, curious, curious chimps. Okay. Yeehaw. Okay, so let's start. Well, what's up? It's <laughs> so weird. I haven't seen you in a while. I didn't I never think of that. Yeah. I always it always hits me when you say it. I just go, oh shit, what's going on? A lot's happened though. I have Bell's palsy. Half my face is not moving. You can <laughs> kind of hear it. Look, I'm blinking right now. Yeah, it's kind of a trip to look at you, no offense. I mean Make me laugh. You, <laughs> you're still beautiful, but just you just half half the beauty you used to have. No, it's just it's just that it, I have to be bitch face, and then no one can tell. Well, that's it. Because on the way here, I was looking at you, and I was like, <laughs> "Why are you in such a pissed off mood?" And then it's because you're on my bad side. <laughs> yeah. Metaphorical, it's big. Yeah. So, what you just woke up randomly like that, eh? Yeah, bro. Yeah. Well, like it started on day one, and I was like, "That's weird." But like, it's I'm like, okay, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. I'm, I'm like concerned, but not like. I'm not like, I'm having a stroke or something. I don't know what's going on, right? Well, I mean, at first, that probably rushed through your head for the first few seconds. I the mean, second day it did. Because yeah. the first day it was like starting. But then it's like this onset is rapid, but like the first day wasn't bad. Day two, I wake up, my eye hasn't blinked in a while. It's like dry. Hmm. And I'm like, uh-oh, this is weird. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. Fast. 811. Remember I was freaking out and I asked you? Y- yeah. Dude, those first two days, I wasn't like not having it. Well, you hear it all the time, though. If like your left side goes numb, you usually panic it because def- that it crossed my mind. That yeah. you think stroke, heart attack, like those are normal concerns. But I mean, I felt fine, and I yeah. know how strokes work a little bit. I just assume maybe it's possible that I'm having just some kind of paralysis and no other effects. Yeah. But like, I could read, I could talk, or like, you know, if you have an aphasia, you think you're talking, but you're not. So that like the fact that you're alone becomes really real. When something physical happens like that, you know, like I'm just living alone and I'm like, uh, who help? Yeah. You know, that victim me- mentality kicks in and you just want to like fucking get helped instead yeah. of helping yourself. And uh, I mean, you came, you helped me out. You're just like, dude, I don't fucking know, man. Call 811. And I was like, right, you said that already. Like, Four, 411. Yeah, but yeah. 411 led me to 811. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, shit, it was 811. <laughs> My yeah, bad. 411 yeah. is just like the Whatever. general uh, exactly. information. My but phone's doing something weird. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, at least now you know, and it's just, I guess it's something you just wait out. You take some vitamins, do some exercises, and it just gets better. Not, yeah, I mean, it's inflammation. It's a virus. I mean, Google it. I won't bore you guys, but, like, it's the first few days were weird. Mm. And then I, I actually, this is wor- this is really worth bringing up on the podcast, actually. We could probably get into it later, but, like, I really freaked out. And I was like, am I going to be like this forever? And all these crazy, all yeah. the bad shit went through my mind. And uh, I just, you know, after after all the crazy shit in the past couple of years, I just I just came to a point. Big help also with uh, those Paul Selig books, mm. like the channeling guides and all that stuff. Dude, those books are powerful. And and I just I literally it took a t- second, like you know, took a second, but I got to a point of acceptance, and I was like, yeah, maybe you're like this forever. Whatevs. And mm. and um. Well, whatevs. I don't know. Like, I'm being flippant, obviously. Well, but I like, mean, that's the end goal. But, like, getting there is getting to that whatevs point. Of yeah, I had a freak out. Yeah. I had a freak out. I yeah. always make sure I mention that. 
Yeah, Those it's important. Very human moment. And I think that freak out is the most crucial part. I think people it's sometimes suppress that freak yeah, out, though. Don't do that. And if you suppress a freak out and just like push it down, it's going to manifest and grow into something down the line even worse. Yeah. But ex- allowing yourself to experience that freak out is part of the beginning stages of the healing. I totally, I, I, I was. It's like I had all the tools, man, mm. because I knew that was going to happen, and that's kind of nuanced, you know. And I also knew that I, you do want to dodge the guilt. Of of freaking out. Mm. That one you can skip. Yeah. Just be like, okay, this was scary. Anyone would do that or worse. Yeah. And few would do better. And I just went like, and then getting to a place of like, okay, maybe this is my life. Like, I'm not having a stroke. Yeah. And I genuinely felt grateful. That's it. And I'm not just saying that. I really, right now, I'm like, dude, I'm so happy. My arms and legs and brain still work. I mean, you get a micro... Uh, experience of what it would have been like to have a stroke. I mean, it's not a stroke, but the experience of you not knowing yeah, that very is well could have been. And that was like a sobering... Scared straight, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're like, right. You got like a like a slap on the wrist from Mother Earth, you know? Yeah, dude. From nature uh, itself. A friend of mine, uh, I told her what was going on, and she goes, oh yeah, my brother got that. And then she said she said something along the lines of uh, Bell's palsy, it's, it's like God's little joke. Because <laughs> like you're gonna be it's fine, good, yeah. but it's fucking. It's like you know, it's and you're yeah. like, oh, what's happening? And but God's sometimes like, we need that, man. Sometimes we fucking need those little. I needed. I yeah. asked for it. You know, in I, a I sense, really maybe you did. Like we're gonna talk to Steve Maxwell soon, and he would talk about like an injury that ha- occurs was actually like a manifestation year. of your state. Yeah, yeah. Prior to that, it's funny that because I mean, when you when someone when an outside observer hears that, it's like, how did I bring that upon myself? I literally asked for like a kind of wake up call and to show myself like this is like some other like manifesting oh, yeah. spiritual shit that we could talk about on like another avenue. But he would talk about that in, in that way. And you everyone I asked, like 90 percent of people I, I told they said, oh, probably something to do with stress. You were the only one who said like. I don't just mean like emotional stress. Like you were nuanced about it. You're like, maybe you were lacking sleep or blah, blah, blah. And like the doctors even say you have like a second virus that's attacking you. But and dude, that's what brings it on. But it was already yeah. there. Like your immune system just kind of drops the ball for a second. And then you wake up and your face doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. Well, I'll use my, my roommate's, my old roommate's dog when that happened. The dog already was super stressed. Why are we facing each other? I just <laughs> realized how weird that is. We're like talking to the camera and I'm just like yeah. turning to you. Like it's the setup. It's a. It's like, like meant it, for yeah. a guest, but it works. Yeah, we're gonna have like we'll have a nice Johnny, over there. I guess. On Hell Friday. yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but the dog, my my room, my old roommate's dog had it, and that dog just his nervous system. You told is, me in the yeah. car. His nervous system is so active, so it could be that maybe at some level your nervous system is just overfiring, so you you hit an immune response plus lack of yeah. sleep plus all external factors and maybe diet and it was just like the recipe for it's for, i almost took it personally when people were like oh it's stress and i'm like i'm doing so good though <laughs> oh i can't go loud <laughs> yeah oh that hurts that's a weird effect oh yeah the you told me about it, t- yeah. like amplifies sound yeah like the ear the muscles in my ear are, are paralyzed also so there's no sound buffering and w- yeah it's hard to explain google it have you seen lost the show lost some uh, parts of it okay and the end so no so spoilers are irrelevant i saw the end so i skipped there, there was like a four-hour episode that just recapped the whole series yeah. like here you go you idiots well, i mean you can use it but it's a journey i just restarted it i'm like I season three but you're watching it again yeah it's a 
because I watched it when I was young, man. So I didn't really experience the depth of the the, sure, the sure. screenplay, the screenwriting. It's trippy. That's fair. Yeah, you might want to go back to it. So there, one of the characters, Jack, he had like this great thing where he talked about like um, it was a speech he was telling Kate, another character, about uh, fear, and because she, she asked him if she if he gets scared when he does surgery because he's a spinal surgeon, and he's like uh, he gave her a story about like he severed some. Uh, uh, spinal, like part of the spinal cord of a someone they were operating on, and then like he was explaining that nerves kind of poured out, like that little I don't know what it's called. It's like some type of sac that holds all the nerves together, and that's your spinal cord. So he was saying how it's the nerves just started coming out like spaghetti, just everywhere, like uh, angel hair spaghetti, you know. And then uh, he that moment is like I'm thinking about what you were saying about freak out. So he said he allowed the fear in for five seconds. So he counts to five: one, two. Three, four, five. That's all the fear, and then it's done. And then he just did the surgery and fixed the person up. And that was such a deep story because you can literally do that for anything. You know, if something, because we're talking about suppression of fear and freak yeah. out, it doesn't serve you. You know, if you You're need to keep off, it together, yeah. sometimes you need to recognize the panic and the stress and then l- allow it in fully and then let it pass. Is this like the, there's nothing to fear but fear itself kind of thing? Like the, the stress and the panic are kind of like there's a lot of leeway and in interpretation. Yeah. It's like in that S- Will Smith movie that got like shat on recently where he talks about like there's these monsters that like sense your fear. Okay. They're like functionally like blind and deaf otherwise. And then there's there's a certain like there's like these warrior class in this on this planet who have learned to control their fear. Hmm. And, uh, and Will Smith explains how he had a near-death experience, and that's what kind of turned him into one of those warriors. Okay. It's actually a pretty cool movie. I don't know why people shat on it so much. What's it called? Uh, a, I didn't even know about it. After Earth? Hmm. There's so many uh, streaming services and movies now that like someone will have like a whole TV series... And, and you don't even know about it. I don't it, even yeah. know about it. And they're like, dude, did you watch the bubble? I'm like, what? Like, dude, the, the stand on Prime? No idea what that is. Dude, it's great. Yeah. That's a really <laughs> good show. I'm the good. guy from Sonic's in it, a bunch of no name actors that are amazing. The mm. the dude from the from True Blood. True the, Blood. Yeah, the the Norwegian looking dude who was like a bad guy at first and mm. then kind of like more misunderstood later on. I don't remember his name in yeah. the show even. There's just so much Whoopi content. Goldberg's in it. Okay, uh, can, let's just there's, move there's on. There's so much content. It's just hard to keep up. But that's actually a good segue into my ayahuasca experience this past weekend. Do it. Because I, I told you briefly, like, I was too blocked to experience the yeah, medicine. Yeah, I want to know what you mean. And now that we're talking about content, it all makes more sense. Uh, yeah, so I did the ceremony. It was a one-night ceremony. Usually, we go for two. So we did a one. It was really nice. Uh Took the first glass, just chilling. No reaction, you know. You kind of start to get like that, that like sense of gravity, sense of air, mm. sense of like you're the creeping. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. The the yeah, the violins. <laughs> you just start noticing things. You start hearing things more. The sounds of the forest behind you, like you hear crickets and it, they amplify. I didn't get any of that, but my thoughts were just spiraling. Mm. spiraling and i remember after the first glass i'm like oh fuck this is acidic and i realized it wasn't the drink that was acidic it was my my internal um environment is acidic yeah over like inflamed and just i really feel you lately with coffee so i can't i can't imagine with fucking yeah so because usually when i drink it it's not always acidic and i usually uh i'm very mindful of my diet pre pre pre-ayahuasca this one i was like fuck it i'm just gonna pig out i'm just enjoying myself why 
I don't know. I was just in a state. I'm like, fuck it. I'll just deal with it at ayahuasca, you know? Like, taking it for granted. Yeah, you, deal, you, you have to deal with it then. But, yeah. like, taking it for granted that, like, she'll take care of it. Like, I don't need to worry about it. I'll just... It's like... Uh, I put it like a client that... Some clients that see me for massage, they wait till they're, like, brutally destroyed and then they'll come see me and then expect me to fix it. Yeah, So yeah, yeah. So it's like, I'll just go in beat her, beaten up, battered and bruised and ayahuasca is going to help me repair it. <laughs> taking the that powerful medicine for granted. Anyway, so... <laughs> Oh, it hurts to laugh. So that <laughs> <laughs> my whole face is like being pulled. So that first glass, I already knew it was gonna be a, it's gonna be an internal battle, like physiologically. And like you know how the ceremony goes, the music plays. It's just so beautiful. I'm just trying to meditate, and nothing's really happening. And I'm uh, I'm allowing the presence of nothing to happen. I'm not trying to control nothing and try to fill it with something. Mm. You know, that's dope. That yeah. sounds lovely. That's meditation. Yeah, I was I was in a nice state of meditation. But Even then, though your body was like, yeah. "Fuck, bro," you were like, "Okay, this is the this is the thing. I'm I'm med. This is me now." Yeah, just, you weren't. You're not. Looking I was the for space anything. for that to experience. Take like, notes. That's yeah. meditation. Yes. Oh. Anyway, continue. I love that. So I was just allowing myself to experience what? pain and discomfort, really from that Anicca, um, equanimous mind, equanimity, equanimous, equanimous mind. I love that word. I don't know. Why. I know it's useful. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, but so I was just kind of observing the pain, but it was really starting to overtake. And then the, like that acidity started getting worse. The second cup, more acidity. My joints were hurting. Everything was hurting, bro. Oh, man. And at this point, you know, when part of meditation is you're observing your thoughts. And sure. you kind of allow them to come in and out. And you're not really your thoughts, but you're just witnessing them. It's you're like a play. Creating it's like, a space, sort of. Yeah. yeah. Uh, dude, I was thinking of the most the most fucked up shit. It made no sense. I was helping <laughs> a friend. I don't remember who. Pick out a t-shirt <laughs> at a store. In my mind, <laughs> like, a, like a scenario, like a I don't know. They were like, "Should I get the blue shirt or the red shirt?" I'm just, I'm like, the blue looks much better on you. And I was like giving deep advice, and then someone else was giving them advice, and then someone else, and then like it was a whole new scenario at a restaurant, just like random things that were popping in my head. And I realized I have overfilled my brain and body with content, mainly my brain, sure. and that. All those thoughts were like an example of me swiping down my newsfeed and just seeing someone's status and going next, next, next. But that's all registering. And each time you read someone's newsfeed, there is like a, a communication happening in your mind. It's like a simulated world. Like where a you're, fingerprint or something. Yeah, like where let's say, Sammy, you put out a, your status, for example, like, uh, oh, I need to get a, a t-shirt, blah, blah, blah. What kind of color should it be? We'll use that example. And then you have a bunch of people commenting, oh, this polyester is better. You know, just scrolling and reading that, you're creating like this simulation in your mind and you're answering that person's question whether you comment or not it's yeah. happening at light speed you know at thought speed it does sound like a dream like you're like you're like you're like you're going through like the backlog yeah like you're like you know just getting rid of like junk essentially well, that's it so the way i described it after is i literally had 100 tabs open in my brain at all times and we were just xing each tab you know like the like the that joke or like you're, you have a bunch of porn windows open yeah. and you're just like <laughs> it was that and i realized all that was in the background for months i love how that's a joke now that's like a, a like a trope like in yeah. shows anyway continue <laughs> but even the we had a joke with shaheen i think on the podcast where or maybe off the podcast but where you have all the tabs open and then one tab is playing music and you don't know which tab it is you use that one a lot i don't yeah. know where you got that but it's perfect but that's what it was. That's but so funny. It was not more of like a frustration of closing it. So it wasn't like there was sound playing. It was more just, just there was so medium. many open tabs and the system. You know when your computer has like 20 tabs open and the computer goes slower? Yeah. 
It was like that. Well, uh, not anymore because I didn't use Chrome. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but shots fired. But that example just that was in my background in my mind for I don't know how many months, if not years, and that was manifesting yeah. into anxiety, into stress, and so I realized during this experience was mainly just a psychological purge. I couldn't even experience ayahuasca because my mind was so busy and there were so many files that I had to close that I had to just witness this. And it was not till that third cup I took it and I instantly, all those thoughts were kind of dying out because it was empty. And then I just purged like seconds after that cup, just, you know, like that, that insane purge. I, it always feels like, a, well, always, the one time I went, it felt like a waste because you're like so sensitive mm. and you're like, what? And then they're like, you want a third one? I'm like, okay, I'm not going to, I'm going to do, let's go, let's yeah. go, man. And then you're like, yeah. Like, and then it comes out. So I was thinking that too, that I wasted the glass, you know, like I was wondering that as I was purging, but then the, it I crossed had, your mind too. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, like, I was like, I was trying to hold it in. This he was the, seem to mind. the internal dialogue was like, okay, you just took the cup. Let's hold it in as long as you can. At least before you purge, you can digest this. But I think the third glass is almost symbolic because after purging, I had a full-blown ayahuasca experience. Like sure. she came in and she was talking to me so deeply and so uh, purely, like the message was just received. And I realized that my, my internal environment is just so abused and toxic and just unhealthy that I wasn't allowing the message to pass through until I released everything that was blocking it. And that's why I'm on my crazy diet right now and just trying to clean my body. Because I have ceremony in July, so I want to... I'm going to have like two comparison, t- two comparisons to see oh, when my yeah. body was kind of filthy and then when I clean my in- internal body, how it's going to respond. I'm sure it's going to... Yeah. I'm glad you kind of got both, though. You got this like, like, hey, look at your state kind of like... Like you said, you use the word block a lot, you know? I don't even I don't even need air quotes. Like you really felt like that was the thing, but then that kind of got addressed or moved through or bypassed, and then you still had this kind of like hello from the plants kind of thing. Yeah. What's the? I'm curious. This is off topic a little bit, but like, what is what is the? What does she look like or feel like to you? Do you have like a presence? Is it different every time? Is there like, because you kind of have a relationship with this thing at this point. Yeah. But like, so so it's, I'm sure it's hard to explain in some ways, but you have like this kind of guide that you've spoken to before. So like you, you know, there's this familiar flavor. I don't know, I'll let you answer, I guess. I just like, what is, what is that experience? Like a kind of direct com- talking, like a woman comes to you? It's a good question. I'm trying to visualize it because I can only speak of a shadow of what I'm experiencing. I know I'm like asking you to yeah. click it into a box. You don't even have to if you don't want to. It's Let's worth just trying. Skip it. It's worth trying. Yeah. Um, for those that don't know, ayahuasca usually f- comes in forms of some type of entity to people. You know, historically, uh, just that's what everyone depicts is some type of entity, and it communicates with you. And for me, it, I almost feel like I'm back in ceremony just thinking about it. It's a little fresh. It's very yeah. So. It, it kind of forms in like this complex geometric um, octopus in a sense with just wide long tentacles that are super intricate in design and forever shifting and it just this giant web of tentacles that just like kind of goes all around me and then I become part of it and I'm just navigating through each tentacle and I think that is ayahuasca to me and it's just 
there's just like this childish fun um comedic flavor to their to her communication like mm. it's kind of laughing at me and and but with love and it's just it's comedic it's it's almost like it's part of it's like it matches with my kind of personality so the whole experience yeah. is not like a serious approach it's more just like oh hello and it's like a, it's like a like a fun but but stern kind of relationship i would hope it's not too serious for anyone for long and I like I was I was gonna bring it up if you weren't because it's like you're you're describing this like Lovecraftian monster sort of, but then it's like there's all these crazy overtones of like like really palpable love for you know no other way to put it and and it is like a it's like a mom I mean they, they, everyone kind of refers to it as the mother in 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 multiple cultures, but it's like. You're like the fourth kid. She's not like worried about you. She's just, but she's still super duper present for you. Mm. So it's like, yeah, fall off the thing. Yeah, d- touch that. Yeah, you'll see what happens. You know, but at the same time, like, no, this is this, this is that. I'm here for you. Like kind of, mm. there's something so uh, guided or safe or intelligent and loving. Like it's it's just, you know. We could be vague about it, but it really is like a presence. There's a thing there. I talked to stuff. Stuff. Well, stuff talked to me. <laughs> I was. I was. That you. You go back in the episodes. I've talked about it a lot, but it. it it's. It's. Uh, it's not. It's not always that too. No, it's not always that. And Sometimes it's just you and you. You know. It depends on. Like I always tell people, there's two interactions: the molecule with you, and then you with the molecule. So depending on where you're at. What do you mean by that? That you are ingesting the molecule, so there is a response that's happening. But depending on where you are in your life and your journey and your and your spiritual growth is how you're going to experience, how it's going to experience you, if that makes sense. Oh, I get you. So like th- there's set, like two interactions. There's like if you look at it, a conversation, like one is showing up and then the other showing up. So I kind of look at it like that. Like for example, it's a great example. Is my experience this past weekend. Uh, ayahuasca showed up, showed up for everyone, but for me, I didn't show up. So I was, my experience was 90% blocked because I wasn't taking care of my internal environment. So I, I totally get you. So man. there is like this, this double communication. It's like you, that's meet at a, you meet on the bridge kind of thing. Otherwise, everyone would have a, a uniform experience identical if it and was there just are a similarities, yeah. but not uniformity yeah cool because i love that yeah thinking about it yeah i, I think it's it's a valuable to 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 draw that line because it gives you back your power as well of what you can do for preparation for how you can go about your journey afterwards and before well they you give know. you guidelines as well and then i guess like you're going to respect it more as you go because you've had that yeah. experience and, and it, the, the medicine will tell you a lot of this stuff as well you know you yeah. have really clean downloads and it kind of also takes the medicine off a pedestal because yes the medicine is great but it's not your solution the the other half of the meetup is you and what you can invite you, you don't get certainty from a certainty <laughs> I, I, I don't know where i got that yeah. but it, it always it always sticks in my mind and i mean you know drew talked about it and uh renato i mean i'm sure he agrees but like a lot of us are just and you know uh, rebecca also like we're all getting into this vibe of like what do we do and bring to this experience and how much can we get out of ourselves mm-hmm. with or without the plant any plants it's, at, it's interesting at some point the plant the message once it's received it's almost repetitive but that doesn't mean it's a bad thing it's actually 
it's very good to have that kind of repetitive repetition coming back forth each time you go. It's just what you do with it, though. If you don't get it, you get the same thing again, yeah. right? And it's so it's like waiting for. It's like it makes me think of uh, Paul Selig when he's channeling. It's like he's tapping into something that is reacting. It's a it's a it's a message that's just there, and then it's almost like through time, as he as he completes the message, he gets another piece of the message. Hmm. It's hard to explain, but I'll, uh, the 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 point is that like when he's done. And he's channeling. He just hears period, 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 and, he's, and then he says, "Okay." And they're saying period. And if he would, it's like if he were to go back, he would just keep hearing period. And he's like, "Okay," so they're they're not, they're not saying anything right now. Hmm. Like that's that's the message right now, sort of. So it's like, okay, it's done for now. Hmm. So it's like if you jump back, I mean, at the same time though, there's doors of perception, like that Huxley idea. Like you you take other plants or other modalities of breath or meditation or or whatever uh, or hypnosis or whatever. And you kind of meet new parts of yourself and maybe get new messages. Or uh, often, I think we're both realize. Um, I think most people are realizing that a lot of the messages converge anyway. Mm. But you do get different senses or different uh, facets or different whatever. But this is another topic as well. Yeah, but it's it's a fair point. And every it's interesting yeah. for sure. Different <laughs> teachers, different. It's like uh, ayahuasca is one avenue of teaching. I wonder, I'm still very curious about peyote. Uh, like Renato was talking about Andrew, where they were saying it's very masculine energy. I don't know what that means, really. I want to experience that one day. I feel like I know what they mean, but I don't remember why. I like. I think I. I think a shrooms maybe can it, when you take a lot can be kind of aggressive in the download, and it, so it's like you can compare it, you can liken it to something like ayahuasca, but it's very indiscriminate. And then it's like, maybe that's the masculinity. It's like, let's turn the volume down a little bit. And then we can have this thing like like Drew was talking about. Like, you can walk around and kind of have like a day. Mm. And you're so in nature. And like, I remember me and my friend Max when we went up the, the mountain. And it was like, to this day, the best mush trip I ever had in my life, you know. And like, we were, re were really good friends. And he knew the terrain. Nice. And we had like trail mix and water. And, you know, we just were like kind of ready. We fasted like six hours before. Like, we did everything right. And he's like telling stories as we're going, and he's like, it's, you know, it's like the river has like a character, and mm. like that we're going to the to see the rock king and shit. <laughs> it was like a it's weird, a journey. Yeah, it was yeah. so good. Yeah, I had like that with when me and my friends did LSD, and we just traveled the city. It was just we knew the city, Montreal downtown, and we're just walking, and it was the best best experience you could ever ask for. I can I. I, I'm not familiar with LSD. Mm. I really, I, I don't think I've ever taken it, and uh, there's there's something. I'm curious about for multiple reasons, but in in this context, I'm really curious to see if it has a more masculine, feminine, or or if it's both. Yeah. Um, and, and uh, like I said, with psilocybin, like the dose changes it in a way. Uh, it kind of doesn't the way I described it. Also, did <laughs> did you see? Um, I want to stick on this. This is interesting, but I just want to just a like an addenda. Like, did you see? Um, uh, Drew's uh, picture that he shared on Facebook yeah, recently. That's awesome. Dude. The cactus and the machine gun. Yeah, he was yeah. in the military. He's full suit. He's got the gun. Yeah. And it's like it's like juxtaposed with him holding this big like piece of peyote cactus, I imagine. Yeah. And it's like, um, I don't know, like you can barely see that person in him anymore. You know, like, I don't, I don't, I feel like I know him, even though we've only interacted a few times. Like, it's been very deep interactions. But, like, you can kind of see that he's, like, 
Like he's a hard motherfucker. Yeah. But he's so deliberately like soft and kind and welcoming, and it's like so much work and so much, uh, so much peyote probably. <laughs> <you know? laughs> it, it's fun. It was a nice. It, w- it was a side by side photo, right, of the timeline of his life. That photo, like when he was in the military, and the versus almost as a shaman, I would call him now. It's incredible, you know. I we should we should see more of those in our lives, you know. <laughs> I that's the journey, man. You never know where it leads, but well, it's like a slingshot. Yeah, you're like you're literally but going was, from one side to the other. As but well. we're seeing that from the photo. But there was a lot of process yeah. involved to get there, you know. I get well. I it's almost like one leads you to the other because mm. you go through it some could. crazy it shit. Could you lead know? you there. Yeah. Well, you have to look. One thing I'm realizing is certain is that most, if not everyone, is has a quest for knowledge and a quest for growth. It just it, it just shows in our evolution. You know, Ch- children love to learn. They love to ask questions. So it, this this quest and thirst for knowledge and understanding is so strong when you're a child, but it can get busy and crowded as you get older, but it never goes away. And yeah, it's, it's weird. And that's why when you start going on this path, though, if you start really getting connected to that inner child, a lot of people call it, it leads you down some path of inner self-work, whether it's with, with, with psychedelics or with meditation or with some type of mindfulness practice. That's where that road always seems to lead when you inquire inwards. That is a great connection to the inner child that i behold i make all things new Mm. it's not just like curiosity of the child but it's also like a rewriting of the self yeah of the parts that are writable in the first place you know and a kind of like this like a healthy detachment that's really oh god that's profound Mm. and that's but that's it and how many times does someone that mechanism kind of get shut off? You know, that's why. Yeah, that's the bef- that's my reaction from before. I was thinking about like uh, just dancing, for example. You know, dancing. Yeah, that's a good one because uh, dancing for me, there's a lot of blockages sometimes to just get up and dance, whereas other people sure. just get into it. But in ceremony, when the walls kind of fade downwards and disappear, you just you want to move. You know, I, I remember that. And most kids, they're just like, if you look at a child, they're just like wiggly and running around and just not self-conscious. If a, if a beat starts playing, most kids are just going to start swaying and just like they're just flopping their arms in the air and just feeling their body. And they're, they're having fun and laughing. It's just these things kind of get pulled away, these childish moments, because we have to have these serious uh, masks on. And for, for many, this over time becomes misery. And I told you this a long time ago, and it's coming back right now. Is like misery is just like suppressed joy or blocked joy trying to come through. And yeah, you know, it's like I th- a lot of it can be. I think there's just basic, straightforward trauma, if you want to make a distinction. But yep. so much self-imposed bullshit mm-hmm. is like that. Yeah, there's just this uh, learned. I mean, you know, you could you could say like, uh, you know, uh, evil society, you know, like all that that energy is 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 a thing, um, but and it's valid. There is a lot of this like, I don't want to be ostracized. I'm going to act a certain way. I've been sometimes you make valid actual mistakes, it's and you need to be like put in your place as a kid. Yeah. You know, you could do it gently, hopefully, and and someone could learn, and then 
you know, as a kid, you're going to internalize that. It's hard for the adult to, to do that properly without traumatizing you and then to also give you the context of like, hey, but maybe not, maybe I'm wrong or maybe figure it out. Like, you know, maybe don't don't double down on this. Just I'm just telling you now, maybe think about it. Like, you can't have that, that nuance. You just have to figure it out as an adult. But then there's also just this biological, like this physiological, like solidification. You know, like learning is easier when you're a kid because you have less shit in your head mm -hmm. and you have less of those learned conditions uh, conditions uh, yeah. i'd almost call them disabilities like uh, even though they're beliefs uh, or, or or social structures you know in a spiritual sense they're quite real and physical i would call it more limits you know either way kind of like ethereal ephemeral like like they're 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 destroyable they're flimsy really yeah. but we hold to them but you, you out see, of safety out of fear when a child navigates they don't understand boundaries and limits, and these are all placed on them based on their... So we'll go with the parents as the first uh, guide they receive, right? Their parents. So if a child is walking off, come back, come back, you're going too far. That's like a boundary. They're creating these limits in their mind, and it starts forming their reality. And it can be as even as a moment where the child loves to sing and just starts singing, but the parent has a headache and the parent just says like, stop singing, stop fucking singing, I have a headache or maybe not the F word, but some parents get frustrated. It happens. And it's like a moment for that parent, but that child now has this, this limit there went for that moment. They love that song. And then they hear it angered their mother and, or father. And then maybe that stopped that process from growing from that early limitation. And these limits grow because mm -hmm. eventually you carry on to now your friend group becomes your guide in your teens yeah. and now doing other things becomes a limit because it's not accepted and you're just forming this reality of just like these this is deemed okay this isn't and it just kind of shapes you and a lot of those things maybe weren't actually your shape you know i think maybe none of it is yeah and there's then you a get a job and then there's all these new rules and setting and then sometimes you just crack people yeah. crack man and they I, yeah. they don't even know why <laughs> they don't even know why they're cracking but they're cracking and that's that's the growth because that is the moment of the shift can happen i like how you said they don't even know like you certainly don't know why because yeah. you're even even if you could figure it out like uh in this kind of ad hominem like oh my job is stressing me out you know like you just you are not you're not attending to something and then there's a reckoning something bursts the dam breaks kind of thing you know and it's it's yeah it's a thing it's a thing people people burn out but they know you know it's a little more conscious but like to be like misaligned mm. in some in some meta spiritual life kind of way oh man mm. you don't know like it's like you're in some kind of denial you know and it's like how do you how do you broach that you can't you have to you're, you're like, it's like a blind spot yeah and then you bump into a, a thing or you like fall into a thing you know, or, or hurt yourself greatly, and, and it's just a wake-up call. Yeah, and then that wake-up call is just a catalyst. I feel like it's happening sooner, though. You know, like, we have a context because we have a certain age. It seems to. And we, we can really see the difference yeah. with our parents, especially my parents are a little older, like, when they had me. Yeah. So I see it's like a, it's like a, it's, it is a juxtaposition in that sense. And, and now seeing people even just 10 years younger than me sometimes, and you know it is it is a microcultural thing as well, but there could be these really positive, like fr friend groups, and there's so, and it's like I almost feel out of place because mm. I'm like, I'm like, damn, I have this instinct to like make fun or to and and it's like I I can defend that, but it's like, it's not right or it's not right in this context or it's not always right. Uh, you know, like there's there's no there's less laziness mentally and there's more self awareness and 
these things are coming into consciousness earlier and then people you know they're in their 20s and they're like really encouraging and they're like finding themselves and not worried about the future but still trying to work hard and it's like dude i'm figuring this shit out now you know so like good for you and yeah i think that's the the power of content and information how freely it is available yeah if used correctly yeah it can be huge accelerators for your path and that's why you're seeing like i think the next generation look where the the one that gets reported and used as examples like the tiktok generation and yeah it's it's kind of uncertain to know how it's going to turn out but i think overall the needles going forward and self-awareness is really picking up at a younger age like you were saying and i i'm almost excited to see how it's going to play out I am definitely because I you meet people and you and they blow you away. And that's you, it, man. I'm sorry to cut you off, but that's so sh- crucial. Is like human interaction when you bump into people and communicate. It is so different than what you see kind of on the interactions online, on Twitter, on Facebook. It turns into you just see argument, but when you get face face with people, you really see the connection and is getting more and more pure. Like the conversations we've had, for example, with the, our guest. And I think that is what we're we're kind of getting back to is like that human interaction, and that's why like people tune into podcasts more and more is because that's authenticity, you know. There's something really unplugged about it. Mm. This is like acoustic entertainment. Exactly. I think versus uh, electric, like that the guitar analogy. I know it's literally acoustic because we're talking. But I'm not and I'm realizing that social media nerds. is <laughs> essentially a substance that we're all kind of ingesting. And it's not really us when we're on it. We're just kind of interacting, but we're all under the influence of social media because yeah. swiping through conversation is not a natural uh, mechanism. You don't, I wouldn't ask you about what color shirt size I have and then you turn and ask someone else some other question and then you, he answers and you go to the next person. Like it's not a reality. You're it's hitting the nail on the head. It's, it's, it's simulacra. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a version of reality based on reality technically based in reality but it doesn't need to hold everything that we have in reality and it's just weird it needs at one layer it does need to have some seed of reality in it this is uh, i'm just talking about this philosophical concept of simulation and simulacra that, that that book is interesting but it's fucking dry and depressing <laughs> but the idea is that you go two layers deep which a lot of people like you know you can argue that f- like social media is a few layers deep there's not much left over of reality and there is this instinct because it's it is conversation but at such a like speed and amount that it lends itself to many things in general you're just going to see but but that the denominator the 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 common factors that come out are 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 lately less but like uh, at the beginning very negative because it's just louder Mm. It's just louder in our psyche. It's louder. It's the people who, who want to say the thing. People don't shout the positivities from the rooftop. They're starting to. They're starting to uh, correct and overcorrect. But there there is this just... Um, like, we just kind of... Sh- we just kind of, like, pissed our, our shadow humanity, like, all over the internet over the last, like, 30 years. And then, and then everyone's like, what the fuck is going on with us? Yeah. You know, like you like you say them at first, but then you're like writing a paragraph. <laughs> like when you start deleting, when you're writing <laughs> and, you're, and you go, you know what? Never mind. Like that's when you're like, that's you need to turn, what it, am out, I turn doing? it off. Yeah, like it's hilarious. Well, oh, Lily, I got stuck in her tail. 
Yeah, it's it's that's a good point. You start though. having compassion because mm. you're like, oh, I'm doing what I'm getting mad at, at yeah. other people for doing, and you st- you start having that 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 benefit of like uh, pause, exactly a buffer know? moment. Yeah, and then you realize how it was just your emotions acting. Yeah, and people uh, like even just the concept of addiction. I mean, we've talked about it on the podcast a lot, uh, but the and a lot of other people talk about it too lately. Like the like the idea that negative things are very addictive as, as well. Uh, that kind of like changed my life, even though I like I learned about this like a decade ago. But mm-hmm. I was like, it takes long to realize and to integrate and then to to start catching in your life. And it's fucking prevalent. Negative things are addictive too. Yes. Dopamine's dopamine. I mean, we talked about it with, uh, with Owen. Uh, Owen. Yeah, like the the dopamine the, I, is dopamine. It's a hundred. That's it. Anticipation. Like yeah. people. I. I mean. I. I really. It, I think it hit me hard because in my family we argue a lot, and it's because we have this mentality of like what, like who, who is to blame? Who, who has to, like the like responsibility kind of falls on certain people. And then they end up getting like resentful. It's like, no, no, if that if I'm responsible, I'll take care of that. And it's like, no, no, no. You're to blame. It's your fault. Mm. Go sit in the corner and feel bad while I fix this. And it's like it's like that's garbage, you know? And we're a lot better now. I give my family a lot of credit, you know? And and but but th- there's something repetitive there's something about that that's that that has an anticipation to it. Mm-hmm. And and it's like it's hard to explain how you want that to happen. Because you just want the thing to explode sometimes. Mm. You just want the band-aid to be ripped off, even though it's going to hurt. You just want the thing to be over. And sometimes you don't have the energy or even the knowledge or the capacity to make it end in a in a calm way. Mm. So you just go for an ending. And you go to the, pa- the sometimes the path of least resistance is the devil you know kind of yeah. thing and all that jazz. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Yeah, and that's yeah. That's where the path of when you when you go inwards and do the self work, you start recognizing all these mechanisms and all these patterns, and you can start to untangle them. And you realize it's a life's work because you know, depending on where you've became aware in your life, whether it's twenty years old, thirty years old, or sixty years old, that's a lot of undoing to do. <laughs> and then even undoing that, you're undoing. You're still creating negative patterns as you're undoing. So you're just you're literally reconstructing your life in the moment. And there's a lot of work to be done. And that's just the whole, that's why everyone says it's a it's a life's journey, the path inwards. It really is, and it's that's the fun in it because and it's narrow and slippery sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like you, a great point is because I felt like I I achieved this. Well, I don't even want to use levels or a hierarchy because it's not what it is. But we'll use that for the example. I felt like I've reached, attained a level. I'm putting air quotes there. And then this past year, I'll be honest, I felt like I'm back to white belt level, like just smacked back down. And then a lot of that experience this past weekend was just laughing at myself, thinking there was levels and thinking that I'm I'm anywhere. <laughs> it's so what a tug, what a tug and like a like a like a ebb and flow kind of. Because I mean, that's that to me, that's a level that you that you cross over. It's almost like binary. It's like taking yourself seriously and not. It's not levels, it's just states. And it clicks back and forth. There's nothing, it's like sympathetic, parasympathetic. There's nothing in between. And you having the thought of being in levels means that when you inevitably slip, you go, oh no, I lost a level. Or, <laughs> you know, and then that, that gives you this 
at least a great potential for to spiral into something worse. That gives and you wisdom, though. All been there. Well, yeah, yeah. The more times you go around, it's not a circle; it's a spiral. Yeah. You really do come around, yeah. but you you're in different places, different, different perspectives. Yeah, a hundred percent. And you go, oh, I, I was, oh, I was there. And then you 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 go back up. You go you go on, and then you're on the other side of the circle. You go, oh, look at that's yeah. me. I'm an idiot. Oh, look at that. And because it's a spiral, sometimes that loop is very short. You figure it out quick, and you keep going. And sometimes it's a bigger loop, depending on what part of this spiral we're talking about. Yeah, and you get comfortable or you yeah, get lost. And then that spiral would probably yeah. goes super slow. That might be a five year representation or whatever. And then you realize, oh, I was like, I fell a level or whatever. And then you, it goes again. You know, these, w- it, it's, it's a circle, man. Well, a spiral. It just, you catch yourself in these re- repetitive patterns, but they're not actually repetitive, but it feels like it. But the awareness grows and the wisdom is attained and goes up. It's almost like the spirals create is like filling up a wisdom as you get higher and higher. You know, the center of it is wisdom. What's behind there? The exercise bike. We got to wrap this up. You do. Yeah, this was a shorty. Shorty? Shorty what you drank. I have to burp <laughs> so much. I apologize. Oh, you know what I want to do before we do, before we wrap it up? I'm just going to go close to the camera and show people my face. Yeah, so it's, I'll, I'll, I'll narrate this. Sammy has palsy right now. What is it called? Bell's palsy. Bell's palsy. He just woke up. Look at his face. So try to laugh for them. Okay, <laughs> 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 now give them the the angry face. Turn your head to the r- turn your face to the right. This? No, other way. And then this. Yeah. Yeah, it's Look crazy. Mouth. Yeah. Hopefully in, in the next few episodes this is gone. We'll see. Uh, All right, everyone. To move. You 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 cue us out, Sammy. Be still and know you are God and the love and the light of the infinite creator. And above all else, stay fucking curious. Yes. Mm -hmm.